Chapter 100. Cochabamba, Bolivia. Search for the Cochabamba Mountain Finch. I heard that the old road to Cochabamba was cut off with landslides. This really affected my plans. I planned to go up the old road first and stop at a site on the way, but I decided to go straight to Cochabamba instead and do that later. I went to check on times at the huge bus terminal, and on the bus on the way there was a young indigenous girl who was singing a little folk song. I gave her a boliviano. I went back to the terminal in the evening and got on my night bus to Cochabamba. It had lovely soft reclining seats and I got one of the best night's sleep I'd had in quite a while. As I got light outside the bus window, I was treated to a sight so utterly different from anything I'd seen in Bolivia this far. Clouds of mist rolling over beautiful mountains. It was still early when we pulled into the terminal at Cochabamba and I decided to make the best use of the day and get out birding. After dumping my bag in a hostel nearby, I took a bus to Cuyacoyo, just 20 minutes' drive from Cochabamba. From there, a road wound up the mountains. The Cuyacoyo Road is famous amongst birdwatchers, and I've been reading about it for more than three years. I just missed a bus heading up to the hot spring resort called Liriuni, so started walking. Many collective taxis zoomed past me, but I didn't know any of the places that they were going, so I just went on walking. It was just mixed agricultural land, but there was a few interesting birds. Chiguanco thrushes were common. A drunken man stumbled down the hill and tried to shake my hand. He was overly anxious to get his hands on me and was obviously trying to pick my pocket. As soon as I realised, I pushed him away and carried on walking. As I got higher, I had a nice view of the sprawling valley below and Cochabamba beyond. As it approached midday, the sun got stronger, and as I got up higher and higher, the headache kicked in. I was really exhausted by the time I arrived at the hot springs that were busy with Bolivian tourists. I sat down outside one of the small shops and had a nice cold fizzy drink. A really large lady of about 40 came up to me and started chatting. She was a bit over-friendly, so when I finished my drink I made my excuses and left. I walked further up the road and into a small valley. After walking a few minutes I turned around to see the fat lady huffing and puffing behind me. She said that she was tired and grabbed my hand, holding it against her chest so I could feel her heart beating. I pulled my hand away straight away. She was a bit scary. The valley got steeper, and she was out of shape, so I was happy to keep on moving away from her, making my excuses at the same time. As I turned round for the last time, she was making some rude gestures of the service she was willing to provide for me. I ran off up the hill. My God, she tried to molest me. The little valley had more native vegetation than on the way up, and I saw my first polylepis trees. I saw the bird I was looking for in the valley, the endangered Cochabamba mountain finch. Just briefly, and I didn't get a photo. I did photograph a nice little brown-capped red start, though. I had a list of five species I wanted to find here, so I'd come back the next day. I stayed up there a bit longer than I needed to make sure that I didn't meet the woman again on the way down. Luckily she'd gone, and I breathed a sigh of relief. I took the bus all the way back down, much easier. In the evening, I met up with a guy that I'd met in Santa Cruz at New Year called Milan, and we went to Dumbo, another overpriced family restaurant. I was really tired, so I went back to my room to read for a bit before bed. The next morning, I was up and ready for an early start. I wanted to make sure I had plenty of energy today, so sat down at one of the stalls near the hotel for a breakfast of api and pastel. Api is a thick, sweet purple drink served hot, and pastel is a greasy balloon made of batter and containing some cheese. I took one of the regular buses to Cuyacoyo, and from there I jumped in the first taxi going uphill. The names in the windows of the taxis were various settlements along the road. 
Some taxis went higher than others. I simply got out at the end and carried on walking and flagged down the next taxi that came past. There'd been a landslide near the top, so this was as far as any of them went. I walked up and past the hot spring and up into the same narrow valley filled with polylepis trees, one of the most threatened habitats in South America. I saw three out of the five target species, including tawny tit spinetail and rufous-bellied saltator, but I was happiest to see again and get a photo of the Cochabamba mountain finch. I took a break before heading back and had a couple of fried egg sandwiches made by a friendly indigenous lady. I was back in Cochabamba earlier today, so I decided to take a walk around the big lake. They were trying to make it into a nice ecological park, but people still threw litter and went to the toilet all over it. They've got a long way to go. Some little boys playing football asked to borrow my Larga Vistas, or binoculars, which I usually let people try. They seem like pretty cheeky lads, though, and I can imagine them running off with them, so I shook my head and walked on. I saw a couple of lifers, including some Andean coots, but it wasn't the nicest walk. It looked like rain on the way back, so I jumped in a taxi with the chattiest driver I think I've ever met. He didn't shut up for the 15-minute ride back to my hotel. Two Swedish guys that I'd met at New Year sent me a mail telling me they were in town for a few hours, so I met up with them for a short while. They told me of some of their exploits over the past few days. These boys are on their own sort of mission. I want to see as many bird species as I can on my trip, and they want to sleep with as many women as they can. It takes all sorts. I sat staring out of the bus window along the new highway back towards Santa Cruz. I knew the kilometre markers and the name of the little village, which the bus driver seemed to have heard of. There were kilometre markers for most of the way, but as we got closer they stopped, and it was down to estimation. The place I got dropped seemed a little bit too far, but the driver seemed sure of himself. The place was in fact a turn-off for a dam, six kilometres further down than the little village of the same name. The dam had a sign, but the little village didn't, so I suppose I could forgive him. I started walking along towards the dam anyway, for exploration's sake. It was cold and drizzling, but the birding was incredible. Having birded in Latin America for 16 months now, I'm rarely overwhelmed by new birds, but that day I was. This life zone, known as the Yungas, has a really distinctive avifauna. Everything was new. I saw some attractive rufous-breasted chat tyrants and some really stunning scarlet-bellied mountain tanagers. Further up the cobbled road, I walked past a gang of indigenous road workers. They all stared at me, but one brave soul followed me along the road and asked me what I was doing. I should have said paseando nomas, just taking a walk, which always seems to quench their curiosity. Instead, I told the truth and said I was looking at birds. The cross-eyed fool didn't believe me, and he said I wasn't allowed in. Not that it was his decision to make, but it made no difference to me, so I just turned back round and walked along the highway instead. I'd hoped I would find a restaurant or little shop along the way somewhere, but there was none and I got hungrier and hungrier. I checked lots of little tracks leading off the highway, most of which seemed to have been used as a toilet by desperate motorists. It stayed misty and rainy all day, which was great for the birds as it kept them active. Big mixed flocks worked their way along through the moss-laden trees. I spotted the pretty pearl tree runner. I walked the six kilometres to the point where I should have got off in the morning. It was early afternoon already and I decided to come back tomorrow so I called it a day and jumped in a communal taxi back to the halfway town of Colomie. From there I was forced to get sardined in another communal taxi back to Cochabamba. I'd been walking all day at high altitude without food and I was really tired. After a nice hot shower I collapsed on the bed and went straight to sleep.
I wanted to make an earlier start the following day to catch more bird activity, so left the hotel at 5.30am. I expected the streets to be deserted, but instead they were packed with rotund indigenous women all selling corn. I went to the same place as I got to yesterday, but this time in two communal taxis, one to Colomi and then another one to Korani, which were quicker than the buses and got me there nice and early. I followed my book's directions up a gravel track. It was nice not having to bird along the main road with big trucks zooming by. This track had obviously once led to somewhere, but now it was in disuse. The birding was even better than yesterday, and I found a whole bunch of birds endemic to Bolivia, like the black hooded sunbeam hummingbird, black-throated thistletail, and grey-bellied flowerpiercer, as well as some other beautiful hummers with great names, like the long-tailed sylph and the Tyrian metal-tail. Another track led from the other side of the main road, so I crossed over. A police car was stopping traffic and I was sure they would stop me and ask what I was doing. Maybe even extort some money out of me. Something I still hadn't happened to me on this trip. The guy did stop me, but only for a chat. He has to use my binoculars, so I handed them over. He started looking down the wrong end and afterwards assured me that they weren't any good. He didn't seem to be too shocked that I was looking at birds, but couldn't understand why I wanted to do it alone. Por qué solito? he kept asking. I finally got away from him and started birding my way down the gravel road into the valley. It wasn't as good as a top trail, but I still saw a whole bunch of lifers. Yesterday I'd seen a few taxis heading up and down this road, so I figured I would walk all the way down and I would catch a taxi back up. I don't know whether it was the presence of the policeman, but not a single taxi came up or down, and after walking miles downhill, I realized I would have to walk all the way back up myself. In contrast from yesterday, the sun was shining hard and gave me spectacular views down the valley, but really wore me out and gave me a headache. When I finally got back to the main road, I had to join an old man sat on a rock waiting for some form of transport back to Cochabamba. Plenty went past, but none stopped for us. I was really worn out by the time I finally got back to the city. The last few days have been full on walking at high altitude, all day, every day. I was short on sleep and most definitely short on nutrition. My lips were starting to break out in cold sores, and I was totally lacking energy. I promised myself I would start paying more attention to my health, starting with fruit every day. I went in search of some, but found none, so I had fried chicken and an ice cream instead. My health drive starts tomorrow.